Hi, welcome to another edition to the Delphi Auto Parts Cast. I'm Dave Hobbs, and we have with us as our guest, the subject matter expert on steering suspension, Walt Keating. Welcome, Walt. Hi, Dave. Great to be here. Thanks for coming, and I just wanted to ask you, what's your title and what's your background? Yeah, so I am the category manager for new products, so basically my role is to identify and introduce new product lines for uh, Delphi, whether Delphi Technologies, whether that be taking products that we've introduced globally in Europe or taking some of the things that our powertrain division has introduced in, on the OE side and bringing that to the aftermarket. So giving the, the guys and gals out there installing parts, diagnosing vehicles, some of the same equipment that we are putting in the OEs around the world. So basically cherry picking the good stuff that we think would be great offerings for the aftermarket. So they don't have to go to the dealer. They can get stuff like steering and suspension. What's your background? What have you done in your career? So previously, before I was at Delphi Technologies, I was working for uh, actually a steering and suspension company. So I've been managing the product line. Perfect. Yeah. So I have quite a bit of experience doing that. Excellent. So you know you know your ball joints and bushings, control arms, and all that good stuff. That's right. Don't and, forget uh, the sway bar links. We came from, uh, we as, as far as today's topics, the steering and suspension line for North America, uh, came from the European success story of a lot of uh, great components for some of the European built cars. And it's worked well there, and we're coming to the United States with it. So well, you may think of us as fuel pumps and mass airflow sensors and batteries and different things like that. We're also going to bring you the list of, go ahead and give the list of things that's out there. Yeah, so from in terms of what we offer on our steering and suspension line, we have control arms, ball joints, bushings, uh, control arm bushings, tie rod bushings, tie rods themselves, tie rod ends, tie rod assemblies, as well as sway bar links. Great. So the Just greasy, to name a few. The greasy side of the car, whether the alignment rack or... Uh, if you're just doing suspension uh, work as far as, uh, you know, you got shocks and struts and you need some bushings and control arms while you're down there rebuilding the front end. Speaking of rebuilding the front end, I want to bring an old story up that will tie into the question I'm going to have for you. Uh, way back in the day uh, when my oldest son was in the Navy, I, as a good dad and a master tech, uh, decided to get branched out of my comfort zone as an auto electric guy. And at that time I was a trainer and a hotline guy on the Delphi uh, aftermarket side down in Kokomo. And the son went off to the Navy when he's 18. This has been a, a while ago. And while he was at boot camp, I said, I'll take care of your old 72 Skylark suspension, front end, steering, rebuilding. I'll do ball joints and steering control arms, bushings, things like that. Because it's really worn out in this old car. It was a two-door. He wanted to restore it, make a nice muscle car out of it. So old dad agreed to do it. And took things apart and did a lot of stuff I did here and there, a little suspension steering work as an auto electric guy in my past, my full-time wrenching uh, past, but didn't do a lot of suspension overhauls and rebuilding. We didn't have an alignment rack, so occasional tie rod or something like that we would do. Well, this was a complete rebuild, so the first thing I had to do was get the A-arms off and use the pickle fork, you know, pop off those ball joints and get new ball joints, which I did from the local parts store. Thought they would install just, just fine, press them in. You know, my dad's repair shop had a nice big press. Problem is, they didn't fit. So we tried another vendor, didn't fit. Another vendor, didn't fit. I mean, this went on for weeks. It became a joke around the hotline at Delphi. Like, well, every time there's not a phone call coming in, guess what? Dave's calling somebody to ask information about ball joints. You'd think ball joints would be a simple thing, right, Well, I sure would, yeah. Absolutely. Well, what happened was we didn't even realize the 72 Skylark didn't have disc brakes. This car did have disc brakes, so the spindles were different. Somebody had put another vehicle application spindles and disc brake assemblies, rotors, and so forth on this old 
this old Skylark. So guess what didn't fit? Part of the ball joint fit, but the other part didn't. So we had to end up getting ball joints for a 72 Riviera for the Skylark. And away we finally got something as simple as ball joints to fit in this car. Which leads into this, now my question. You would think things like steering suspension, not talking about smart suspension, you know, with adaptive ride and all that stuff. We have a video on that, by the way. You can check out on the Delphi YouTube channel. But uh, just the regular stuff, you know, we're not really into uh, as far as like we don't have modules and things like that for smart suspension. We just got the basic stuff that breaks. What about Zerk fittings? Yes, when sir. I replaced that, that ball joint, whatever brand it was back in the day, years ago, it had a Zerk fitting. A lot of newer cars don't have them from the factory. Neanderthors like me that have been wrenching since, uh, you know, Noah built the Ark uh, would have the assumption that if the new car didn't come with a Zerk fitting to put grease back into it, they're just cutting corners and they're saving costs. Therefore, the replacement parts that don't have a Zerk fitting for a grease gun are in the same boat. That's the cheap stuff that'll wear out. You need the good ones that have the Zerk fittings. That's the controversy out there. Am I right or wrong on that? Well, the Zerk fittings were taken out for a reason. One of the reasons why they went to a what we would call a non-greasable, low-friction design was really because it from an OE standpoint, it has it provides a lot more uh, smoother ride when you're in the vehicle. So it's a situation where if you were to change out and add those Zerk fittings or the ball joint with the Zerk fittings on the car, you'll feel a lot tighter suspension. It's going to change the way your car handles. It's going to change the way it feels to you as you drive through it. Replacing it with a low friction, non-greasable design really restores that that vehicle to its OE performance. Really? So you're saying that it wasn't necessarily a cost-cutting thing to remove the Zerk. It was a design change. And then if you go to a, a, a ball joint, for example, that has a Zerk fitting that didn't have before, it could change the ride. It could change the way you feel when you drive that car. Because if you think about it, one of the reasons why there's a Zerk fitting on the, the greasable designs, it's because that ball socket is riding on another piece of metal. So it needs that grease to be able to maintain the relatively smooth look and feel on a, a non-greasable design ball joint. It's, it rides on a, there's a level of grease in there, but it also is a uh, plastic design. So it really is able to move around smoothly. Okay, so basically what we have, if it's an older design application, There'll be a Zerk fitting in a Delphi ball joint, for example, but in a newer design that was made differently, not made for the grease fitting, the Zerk, made a different, in a different manufacturing and technology method, it won't have the Zerk, not to save money to make our profits go up, but to actually make it work right. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, what we do when we, when we here at Delphi look to reverse engineer a part, we use that Delphi OE engineering and heritage to take a look at it. We do the testing in order to understand how that part fits and interacts with the vehicle. So there is improvement to be made. We will make that improvement. However, we don't just take a metal to metal design and peanut butter that across the entire line. We don't think we think we're doing a disservice for our customer when we do that. Oh, interesting. So that sure straightens up the, the old myth about the Zerk fittings not being there as being a, a cheaper thing. It actually is the right part on the right car for the right ride. Working out there with some of the Zerk fittings, we've found that there are sometimes where what we would classify as a Zerk to nowhere, where you actually hook up to put grease in it. It doesn't go anywhere. You think it's full. It's really because that Zerk doesn't actually go into the ball joint itself. 
Huh, interesting. You know, something else interesting, I pulled apart, uh, uh, I think, instructions out of a, uh, a box with a, a suspension member. I forget whether it was a ball joint or a tie rod in or whatever it was. And I remember opening up instructions. Uh, by the way, if you read instructions on parts as simple as ball joints and tie rods, you may think, geez, this is a waste of time. Throw that in the box and throw it in the trash because I'm just going to hang that part on. I've been doing suspension work since I was, you know, yay old. Yeah, master ASC certified with A4 steering suspension. I don't need to read that, that, that uh, piece of paper with the order of instructions and so forth. But I took a look at one recently, and I believe I seen a warning says do not use the, uh, I'll call it the, uh, the joint separator, which I think all technicians out there, the nickname is the pickle fork, said do not use the pickle fork. What do you make about that? Yeah, absolutely. There's maybe, there may be better uses of tools outside of the pickle fork yeah. when taking out the ball joint. In fact, you heard from some technicians that said that sometimes actually a good hammer wrap on the side does a better job than a better job, pragmatically, than the pickle fork. And if the pickle fork is something they don't recommend due to possibly damaging the rubber part of the fitting or whatever reason, an engineer said, we've seen this not work and cause problems, we need to go ahead and do that. So if even if you're a master certified, you're an ace, you've been doing this forever, it's not a bad idea to take a look inside that box when you pull that part out and look at those directions. It's not just a bunch of stuff like don't put the bag over your head and don't you know use this in water and stupid stuff like that for the lawyers to put in so we don't get sued. It's actually to help you fix the car correctly and not cause some damage that maybe you don't even notice until down the road. So. Absolutely. Word, yeah. Good words to the wise. Absolutely. And it's one of those situations where even when you're, you know, some of there's those helpful tips in there to tell you sometimes the order of operation or the way you install a particular part ah. is very key to, to making sure that everything is going to work properly and fit together. So if it says put the top ball joint on first or the top one on last, whatever, if you don't do that, what are some If you don't do that, you may reactions. have alignment issues. You may have a situation where you can't press it all together and they won't install properly. Oh, now I'm getting a bigger hammer out. I'm being frustrated. I'm getting angry. I can't get things to work right on my alignment rack and so forth. And you just get the instructions out and it says, oh, geez, I didn't think it made a difference which ball joint I put in first as long as I put them both in and so forth. So good information to have. Thank you, Walt. Also, um, speaking of complex things where you wouldn't think inst installation of simple components like steering and suspension could be complicated, steering and suspension, if you've worked on a European car especially in recent years, you've noticed they have gotten very complex with the multi-link systems. What do you have some light to shed on that? Yeah, so as the the design of the suspension has moved from the coil springs to now you know, multi control arms and now there, we have multiple control arms where on particular applications you may have up to eight to ten different control arms, different positions, front, lower, rearward control arms. It's a situation where you have to make sure that you know, you know exactly where these things all hook together and then also you know, the, you, sometimes it's hard to identify which one you actually need to replace. Wow, eight to ten different control arms in one multi-link system. Now, I know that gives you a smoother ride, Absolutely. more complexity, more cost, but hey, if, you, if it's you know, a European vehicle, let's say it's a Mercedes, and you know, the ride is, is of the utmost importance, we want to make sure we know uh, what's going on with that suspension, how it works, where the parts are located, what those parts are called, especially if you're trying to order parts uh, through your supplier, uh, and hopefully your supplier is buying Delphi suspension steering components. 
Uh, that brings us to kind of a final point on a little bit of help for the technician and the counterperson uh, selling steering suspension components, and that's the Delphi Parts app. Absolutely. Yeah, the Delphi Parts app allows you or provides a, a vehicle schematic so you can understand exactly where the, the part is on that. It uh, gives yes. you some examples. And I believe I saw some technical tips. There's some videos on there. And there's a fella in uh, a red jumpsuit or, or a red lab coat, and he looks and talks very British. It's because that's where a lot of a lot of Delphi components, a lot of Delphi business for European vehicles from the OE level, from fuel systems on diesels to steering suspension. That's where a lot of my counterparts, my training uh, counterparts and developers and people out there in the field, they're in Germany, they're in Luxembourg and France and different places, and of course, yeah, Great Britain, uh, teaching technicians just like yourself, and maybe you're watching this from overseas as well. Uh, so uh, those folks have the information, and a lot of that's been imported into our Delphi Auto Parts app, and you click on, there's a, there's a section for fuel, and there's a section, section for steering and suspension. So the location of some of these links diagnostics, tech tips, and I believe the catalog is there as well. So a lot of information out there simply with the click of your finger on your smartphone available from the Google uh, Google Play Store Play? as well as the app. Exactly, app Store. the Android App Store, the Apple App Store and the Google for the, for the Android, the Google Play. So a lot of good information out there to continue what you wouldn't think you'd need any training on steering and suspension components, but maybe, just maybe, we can pick up some good pointers, as I did today from Walt. Any last words you'd want to say and pass along? Um, it's always, you know, one of those situations where one of the recommendations we do have is to make sure to replace both the left and the right side if you're doing some steering and suspension work. Yep. They do operate in tandem, so that way you will make sure to restore that vehicle to the like-new performance. Yes, the temptation is, well, only one tie rod is loose, get ready to fall off and break. Uh, the other one feels mm, fairly good, good to do it in pairs. Good, good idea to just get that get that job done so you're not exactly. back underneath the car. Do it right the first time, the one and done. That's what Delphi tries to help you with in your shop. And we've got a whole training class on this program, Steering Suspension, which includes the electronic steering controls, electronic power steering, uh, electronically um, adapted steering, you know, like some of the uh, Magna Steer and things like that, and the Magna Ride and other uh, mag uh, systems we have on the Delphi YouTube list of training programs. We have a full hour live cast where we talked about even the aromatic on Mercedes. So a lot more training out there available to you. Check out the youtube.com forward slash Delphi Technologies. And, of course, www.DelphiAutoParts.com. You can email us, and you'll get either to myself or Walt or another subject matter expert at Delphi.podcast at Delphi.com. This on behalf of Delphi Technologies, Walt Keating and myself, Dave Hobbs, thank you for watching. God bless.